welcome to another episode of the Men's Wear Style Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Brooker. On this episode, I'm going to talk to Sebastian and Alex, co-founders of Varsity Headwear. And I'm going to pull a short clip from the website, which you can find, by the way, at varsityheadwear.com. Alex and Seb both share a love for classic baseball caps, but could never find one with the quality and shape they desired. The goal was simple, to create a timeless baseball cap made from quality materials with a premium fit. With Alex's background in business and finance and Sebastian's in product design and entrepreneurship, the two set out to develop the perfect cap. So that interview with Alex and Seb to come, and I really enjoyed talking to these guys. Uh, They designed a $10,000 baseball cap made out of a Kuna, Finger Beauty, and they did a great video on making that cap, which you can catch on their website. But before we get to Alex and Seb, don't forget to check out the show notes at www.menswearstyle.co.uk. And we're on the social at Menswear Style. And if you want to tell us about your brand and your journey, you can email us here at info at menswearstyle.co.uk. Okay. Let's get to it. This is a good one and I hope you enjoy it. Here is that interview with Sebastian and Alex, co-founders of Varsity Headwear. Welcome back to another episode of Men's Rest Style. My name's Pete Brooker, and with me today, I'm joined by co-founder Sebastian and Alexander, co-founders of Varsity Headwear. How are we doing today, gentlemen? Very well, thank you. Had a good morning meeting to start off with, so uh, everything's set for a great week now. Fantastic. How are you doing, Alexander? All good, thank you. Hectic period, so um, yeah, we're all excited and um, ready to go. Fantastic. Well, it's a pleasure to have you both on. Sebastian, perhaps you can tell us how you two met and how you both came up with the idea, the origin story, if you will, of Varsity Headwear. Yeah. Um, so we were actually brothers. Um, so, uh, so we met quite early. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. I don't know if I read that on the website or not. I maybe I missed that bit. Never mind. So, so, you know, you know, well, we're brothers. We've always been interested in um, kind of, uh, you know, products and qualities. And, and we also simultaneously always been interested in kind of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So we've always had ideas and, and kind of, um, you know, challenged each other with some new ideas and, and um, played a bit around with them. Um, but um, I studied design and Alex studied business, uh, both in London. And then we kind of went off in each other directions. Um, and kind of started uh, tried to you know st- tried to kind of start our careers in different ends, um, and then we have always been interested in baseball caps. You know, we always used them throughout our kind of childhood, um, and I think during some of these discussions, we, you know, when we were just kind of playing around with ideas and challenging each other, we started talking about baseball caps and why it was so difficult to be able to find one that doesn't have like a brand or a team. Yeah, um, and one that's made of kind of higher quality, um, so um, and hopefully like a good fit. So so we kind of just played around with that idea, and then it um, we it just became clear to us that there was a gap in the market here. You know, if we were struggling so much to find what we were looking for, and um, surely there was someone else somewhere that probably had the same need. Um, and we really liked the idea because it was kind of so kind of so simple, but with such uh, an interesting reach. 
And I think it's in both our kind of personalities to really kind of like the idea of kind of specializing in something, you know, to, to be able to kind of reach a kind of a high level, uh, I think is a, a part of our motivation. So if you choose kind of one area to focus on, uh, the chances are bigger that you can kind of create something that's, that stands out. Yeah. So I think that was the, kind of that was the, the starting point of the idea. Okay. And it's really interesting you say that it's quite hard for people to find baseball caps without any big logos on it because that's something that really puts me off. I, I'm a huge hat wearer. Keeps my head warm, you know. And, but I normally can't find a baseball cap that doesn't, it's not emblazoned with Nike or, you know, huge kind of great logo graphics and it, or the novelty caps, you know, like you say, like your football team caps, which is, you know, all very well and good, but you don't really want to wear your colors on your sleeve all the time. So having something that kind of slides into maybe a lifestyle element for you, so it kind of symbolizes also what else you're wearing on your body rather than just having something that you throw on your head as an afterthought. That's a, that's, that's a really interesting. And it's kind of one of these things where you think, well, surely it's been done before or someone's already looked at this and, and made a run of it. Did you find that there was a completely empty area in this field? There was like no one else was doing it. Mm, I, we didn't really find anyone. Uh, you know, we did because we did some uh, kind of extensive research over the years online just to try to see what could we buy for our own needs, and and it was so difficult to, to find that. So so uh, we couldn't really find any good alternatives that took it kind of seriously, both in terms of quality and design, but also in terms of fit and sizing. Right. So tell me a little bit about the materials because. I'm, I'm guessing this is really what separates you or kind of ameliorates your brand is the exclusive materials. And maybe, Alexander, I'll throw this one to you. How do you source these materials and, and what, is it, what is so special about these materials that goes on with Varsity Headwear? So um, kind of our secret is we're making a, a cap. So the consumption of fabric is not that high compared to a coat or anything. So... I think that really gives us a lot of freedom to go crazy high on quality. So that gives us the freedom to to visit some of the best um, uh, be- best factories uh, um, and really select uh, the top qualities. Sebastian is actually the one that has been traveling around and really sourcing most of it. So Sebastian, right. you can maybe fill uh, fill them in on how you go about that. Yeah. So. So uh, as, as Alex was saying, you know, it's it's all about um, uh, quality. Uh, I think our products, uh, that's a big part of it. That's not all of what we're doing. But uh, but because we're using um, only, um, you know, the, the consumption is quite low per product, we can then um, um, use, you know, the highest quality. So we travel around uh, kind of especially Europe, uh, visiting a lot of the, the bigger trade fairs and also the mills themselves trying to look for uh, qualities and textiles and and um, and um, kind of compositions that that do what we want to do and because we're so specialized you know we can spend a lot of time just kind of even going down to the kind of the fibers and the quality and the color of the fibers that go into the material that we're going to weave so so you know being a specialist and being kind of product nerds um it's just it's very motivating to be able to kind of dig into the details interesting and are some fabrics and fibers harder to manipulate into headwear than others like for example cloth and wool i imagine is 
perhaps easier than doing something out of leather. Were there things that were just not doable for you guys? Uh, yeah, um, we had previously made some leather products, um, but eventually we changed over to a, a, like a synthetic suede instead because it, it gave um, some other advantages that uh, real leather couldn't do because headwear is it's, it's quite exposed to the elements. So you have to make sure that you design it for its purpose. You know, it has to work for what you're trying to get it to do. So, so that was one example where we kind of, we, we changed from leather to a, a, a synthetic one instead. Um, but usually we were able to, to uh, find uh, fibers and materials that do what we want because we have the time and the ability to kind of just, we, we look until we find what we're looking for. Right. Interesting. And you've got a great video on your website, by the way, the one that you made is it out of Vacuna. Yeah. The, the special 10 grand hat. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Was, was that fun video to do? And was it an interesting project? It was, uh, you know, really interesting again, because being kind of product oriented and, uh, and a bit nerdy on our details, it was fun to kind of dive in. Um, so this project was all about quality and trying to kind of explore to what level could we kind of push ourselves um, to achieve the highest quality. So um, we found one of the most kind of exclusive fabrics you can get. So there, um, Vicuña comes uh, from um, South America, uh, from the Andes Mountains. It's a special type of animal that only naturally sheds its uh, fur uh, once a year and they live in the mountains. So you actually have to go up in the mountains and find them and then kind of collect it. Um, so <laughs> it's wow. uh, in terms of price, it's one of the most expensive materials you can get. Um, and the quality is, you know, the, the touch and the feel of the, the fabric is absolutely amazing. We, we combine that with um, uh, solid gold details. So we went to a, um, a foundry uh, just outside of Oslo and kind of designed and actually cast the gold uh, while we were there, which was, you know, just a fantastic experience to, to see how they do that. Uh -huh. And uh, everything is kind of hand polished and, and uh, finished there. And then we, uh, we, we kind of crafted the cap ourselves in our workshop in Oslo from scratch um and we you know we kind of built a custom-made box for it out I of leather that. We, that box we, we did that so we, we basically kind of just we just went all in and just tried to 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 see how far could we push it um and then for us it was a fantastic it, it's a learning experience and a fantastic project to do but the message you know we wanted to kind of communicate was about quality mm. now we're a we're a we're a uh, you know we're a, um, a product specialist we and quality is the is, is the you know the, the center of everything we do and um there's been so much focus on price for many many years so and the, um, the challenge when people focus on price is that um the quality just goes out the window you know it's just about what it costs but f since we started, we've uh, always been focusing on the quality. So for us, this was a way to kind of get people to think about the quality. Yes, this was a really expensive one, but think about you know what you're getting for the money you're uh, you're paying. Think about when you consume uh, goods. You know, it's not just about price. It's about price in terms of quality. Um, how long can you use something? You know, if you're yeah. spending. 
100 pounds, how long will that last compared to if you spend 50 pounds, you know, can, uh, on any type of kind of garment or anything. So for us, it was, this was a, a fun and interesting project to talk about something that's much more important. Yeah. And I guess it's, it's, it's like the equivalent of Ferrari going into Le Mans right they they're not interested in selling the le mans car after the race is done but they need to know what the technology can do and how far they can push themselves and also like an exemplar of what they can say they've done so where is the cap now is it in the design museum or is it is it in kind of <laughs> uh, i wish i wish <laughs> we still have it in our little vault uh, in our office uh, locked away um, you know, this year, of course, has uh, has um, uh, been different than anyone was anticipating. We were hoping to to showcase it in our store in the south of France, maybe uh, this summer. But uh, you know, the this COVID nineteen being what it was, um, it um, we kind of just postponed it. So we want to do something with it, but we just don't know when and where yet. Mm. But uh, we're um, we're gonna yeah, hopefully, kind of showcase it more and and see what we can do. Okay. Uh, Alexander, I wanted to dial back a little bit about how the, the business got started. How did you manage, I guess, because you came in it from the business angle, your business background, was this something that had to be crowdfunded or did you seek investment? Can you talk a little bit about how you got it off the ground financially? Yeah, so um, we started just by buying some some hats, so having our first production. Uh, and we actually started by having a small physical store in the side street of Oslo. So um, oh, cool. I guess it's the old kind of friends, family and pools uh, a startup uh, uh, kind of uh, yeah uh, journey. Um, so yeah, we, we just started by having a, uh, a limited amount of hats and getting all our friends uh, in and try to convince them to buy. So <laughs> serving a couple of beers always helps. Uh, so uh, we tried to make kind of a nice community around it and, and slowly but surely um, it grew from there. And right. that's kind of how we've built our business uh, ever since. So uh, we have never had kind of uh, had any external um investors uh, we've just built stone by stone and just making sure that we are a kind of a solid running business from day one and we we also like that challenge um it's also uh makes us uh, sleep better during night uh, so <laughs> to know that kind of we don't owe anyone else any money so yeah it's been nice. a, that, that's how we built the business yeah good place to be do you imagine yourself expanding outside of headwear i mean like but Ralph Lauren started in, in necktie wear and pretty much just dominated his necktie market, but then realized, you know, I've got a lot more to give other than ties. And I've, you know, I want to incorporate more lifestyle elements and, you know, pair things with other things. Have you looked that far down the road yet? Or do you feel like, right, this is our niche. We're na nailing our niche and we'll just stick with this for the time being. No, so uh, that's probably the question we get asked the most from our customers as well. Um, but we really believe kind of uh, on focusing on one product. And uh, we just think that will be more and more, uh, even more important in the future because now you can buy most things from anywhere in the world. And we really uh, want to be the best within our category. And um, yeah, and I think there's still a lot to do there and more people to reach around the world. So, so uh, we have a kind of also a sports background and, if you really want to, to 
to win that Olympic gold, you wouldn't compete in a lot of different uh, types of sports. You you have to focus. Yeah, interesting. And what's the dynamic like now that I mean, you you guys are brothers. Now you're in business together. Do you have have you always got along, or is there things where you lock horns over? What's <laughs> Sebastian? I'll throw it to you first. What's yeah. what's, it, what's it like so, working alongside your brother? It's fantastic, and it's um, really amazing to share this kind of journey and experience. Uh, and all the challenges together. Um, but we've always been very honest about kind of how it is to work with family. Uh, you know, it's it uh, definitely has its advantages and challenges. I think the most kind of regular challenge is that when you, family, we usually have a more direct tone with each other, you know? You don't kind of, you're not afraid of saying what you, you, you feel and mean. So, so I think um, when we started, uh, you know, because it was the two of us for a couple of years before we hired our first kind of uh, employee. And then uh, we noticed quite quickly that, um, you know, this was a bit strange working environment because we were so honest and so direct. So it, it creates some challenges and people, uh, you know, now we know that it's not that normal. So we kind of warn people before they start working with us uh, that we have that kind of direct tone. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it creates a slightly uh, different and working environment than many other people are used to but the advantage is that you never kind of go home uh kind of um uh, you know with some thoughts or some feedback that you didn't give you know it's sometimes that means that you know you kind of lock horns and uh we annoy each other and we kind of take that discussion uh discussion there and then but you know when we go home uh in the evenings and uh, that you know look back it's um we, we you don't you never really kind of um hold a grudge for for very long so so oh, good. that's that's a great advantage um and also by being kind of equal partners um it creates a company where um decisions are made through discussion and what's great with that is that there's you know of course two people um at least two people that have a saying in what's happening so there's a kind of a safety mechanism there but in addition when there are two people uh, that kind of are in charge, it opens the floor up for the rest of the team because there is a discussion already. So there's room for the rest of the team to come in and participate in that uh, discussion. So I really feel that that's been a great advantage for us that that working together and the kind of the, the dynamic that we have has, uh, I think, um, led us to to where we are today. Great. Yeah, I imagine it cuts through a lot of, like, I think people can be very sensitive at times in business and you have to kind of skirt around people's feelings. I've noticed this in a a certain project that I'm doing where I have to leave comments on a document and you leave it in the little Word document. At first, I was being very bullish and shorthand saying, no, crap, crap, good, good, yeah. But then I realized, actually, perhaps I'm being a bit of a dick here and I need to just buffer it by going i like what you did here but it's not quite right maybe we can try something and you give this real verbose answer whereas perhaps being brothers and having that bloodline you can afford the luxury of being more direct without hurting each other's feelings yeah i think definitely and um but we you know often get asked this question and and um and I think the most important part of the answer isn't what I uh, is isn't what I started with. It's is what I will say now, and that's that we com- like we're different people with different skills and skill sets mm. and personalities, and we complement each other. You know, we are two very different people, but together um, we have um, 
we cover kind of a, a wide range of skills and thoughts. So I think it creates a really good dynamic. So, so the most important thing isn't that we're brothers, it's that we, we're a good team, I think. That's good to know. That's good to know. So I was going to ask about, we mentioned earlier about the pandemic. I uh, can't really avoid it because it's kind of the topic of everyone at the moment. How is the company dealing with this? How has it come out? Hopefully it will come out the other side of it. Maybe you can talk about how it's affected the business. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, Alexander, sorry. No, yeah, I... yeah, I'll shoot that over to you. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no, it was the first, I think, in the in Norway in particular, the 12th of March was kind of that the, the day where everything just froze and stopped up. So for uh, we had to close uh, our, um, our physical store here in Oslo. And uh, and also had to furlough all our uh, all our team members because the uncertainty was was uh, extremely high, obviously. Um, but also uh, March is our toughest cash flow month during the year, so okay. we have uh, we have tend to have bought our entire summer collection uh, and paid for it, and uh, we're we just sent it out to all our customers, and it it wasn't looking very promising to get to getting uh, getting anything paid anytime soon so so the worst time of year uh for for it to happen as well but uh, we were really lucky uh because obviously with the the lockdown and everything the cap kind of fits well into that new no- normal mm. uh, with closed hairdressers and everything so so quite quickly, our online sales um, rose uh, rose rapidly, and we could slowly bring more and more of our team members um, back. Okay, that's good news. And you've got bricks and mortars everywhere. I noticed when I when I checked out the website. So you're in London. You're in. Um, sorry, I wrote it down. The cat's on it at the moment. <laughs> so yeah, no, these are stores, uh, wholesale stores. So we have two uh, two of our own brick and mortar stores. So we have one in Oslo. Yep. in uh, part of our kind of um, yeah offices here and also we have one in, in central pay in uh, during uh, yeah most of the year actually okay interesting but if people wanted to see the hats physically they could uh, check out the the store finder on your on your website is that how it works for sure so in london yeah we're in uh, selfridges and then we're in uh, a cool new store uh, store called pantechnicon that's so, the one and that's the one that's got all the, the different Nordic designs, Japanese designs in there. It's kind of exclusive to that area. That's, a, that's in Knightsbridge, by the way, for our London listeners. But Yeah, super, super cool. I think they're still uh, open as well. So, um, yeah. Great. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll definitely be checking that out. And sorry, let me just dislodge the cat. Have you seen, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen um, that diagram that goes around of how to prepare for Zoom meetings and you've just sellotaped the cat to the wall. That's a, that's a one tip that I've got to give to everyone. Well, Sebastian, Alexander, thanks so much for jumping on. The website, varsityheadwear.com. I really recommend people can go down and check out the, the, uh, the, the really cool different hats that you've got there and the, with all the different fibers as well. So when I was scrolling, what I really did enjoy was I was expecting to just find a, maybe a capsule collection, maybe 12, 15, and it was just like it just, the page just kept on going. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. You can, you can find pretty much whatever look you're going for over on the website and also follow their journey on Instagram at Busty Headwear, I believe, over on Instagram. Um, thank you very much, gentlemen. Great talking thank you. to you. Sure. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye.
Well, how about that? As you could appreciate, I could have talked to Sebastian and Alex for hours, mainly about Le Mans and Ferrari and even Ford versus Ferrari, Matt Damon and Christian Bale. And beyond that, the 24-hour war documentary on Netflix, which also covers the Ford versus Ferrari battle in the late 60s. But another time, another place. In the meantime, make sure you're supporting the good guys. Head over to vastyheadwear.com. Treat yourself or your loved ones some awesome high-quality headwear. And that's it from my end. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you're hearing, do leave us a review on your smartphones there. It helps our egos. And until next time... <laughs>